0: now on food fm you're listening to bread and butter with caroline kenyon caroline and her guests make sense of the world through food from politics to farming making
1: and cooking online on smart speakers and on listen again this is food fm
0: Hello, I am delighted to welcome you to the latest edition of Bread and Butter. It's a rather special one that we look forward to every year because uh, yesterday was shortlist day for Pink Lady Food Photographer of the Year, known to be the world's leading awards for food photography and film. And it's a great pleasure to have our two regular pundits, also judges, uh, on the awards Emma Slight and Liz Galbraith. Welcome to you both. Thank, Thank you. you. Lovely. Emma, just explain to our listeners uh, who and what you are in the world of food photography.
1: Sure, so um, I'm Emma, I'm the Head of Food Content for Mars & Spencer and part of my role, very luckily, is Head of Photography, so have spent years and years working with photographers, setting the creative direction for our food photography and above all, just love looking at it. So an absolute joy to be back again this year. Thank you, Caroline.
0: Thank you, Emma. And Liz, tell us about you. Hi, I'm Liz Galbraith. I was Creative
2: Director of BBC Good Food & Olive for 20 years and uh, have commissioned countless of hundreds of food photographs. I absolutely love the food business, the food photography business, and I'm uh, and absolutely thrilled to be back here again. And Pink Lady Food Photography of the Year is a highlight of the food photography year, so it's a great honour to be here today.
1: Oh, seconded. We were just talking in the uh, before we started recording about how we could have spent hours picking these, so a delight just to go through even just a snapshot of them.
0: Fantastic. So we're going to be very fair because there's always so much for us to say. I think it is fair to say that none of us have any lack of words and wish to describe and delve into these amazing images. But um, in the interest of equity and justice, we're going to do it in alphabetical order. Emma, share with us your very first choice of picture to talk about today.
1: Wonderful. Brilliant. I love that we're going by first names because with my surname, I'm always last. So This is brilliant. My first pick of one of my favourites this year in the shortlist was Sleeping on the Job. So it's an on the phone category shot. And I don't typically sort of delve into these as much, even though weirdly, predominantly a lot of the stuff I shoot nowadays, and a lot of the stuff a lot of people shoot nowadays, is on their phone. But I absolutely fell in love with this image, and the more I look at it, the more I like it. So, it's it's called Darajani Bazaar. So it's from Stone Town in Zanzibar, and it's by a wedding photographer actually from the UK uh, called Meg Hope. Um, and I presume this composition's pretty. Pretty different to what she normally captures. Main focus of it is uh, a man, a butcher, sitting on the edge of some stone steps or stone front of the building, there's chopped meat hanging and to the side, there's some rusty old scales, there's people around him on the phone holding other things or carrying on with their daily life. But he is, he's sort of just off to the right of the picture after having clearly done quite a brutal morning's day's work and he's completely fast asleep just leaning on his own elbow in a blood-stained apron and there's just something so lovely about this to me. It feels very impromptu and unposed which is finding almost increasingly difficult to almost find in a lot of pictures now but you know she just walked past this and just went right there's something about this that I love and I have to capture it and so yeah the angle slightly you know slightly off a bit janky but you kind of love that about an on the phone category photograph and the more I look at this the more I kind of love it it's one of those classic evocative food pictures where even though the food isn't necessarily the most appealing I mean you're literally talking about raw hanging meat from, from the side and then on the just sort of on the ground there but the colours are beautiful the delicate sort of dusty lilac of the bags of the guy that on the, on the right hand side and the, the sort of light that she's managed to capture on the phone really really pleased me so she's there's a beautiful highlight of luminosity pearlescence almost running through this picture and it's sort of Core in various parts of it so there's a sort of line up the up the man's arm as he's leaning on it to sleep and across his forehead which is all creased even in sleep he looks knackered and it feels tired in a lovely sort of in the moment way and I think she just captured it in, in a really wonderful way and I just yep it might not be beautiful food but it is beauty to me
0: that's fascinating. Emma, you're making me see things that, although I love the picture, that I I hadn't seen before. Liz, how do you respond to it?
2: Well, funnily enough, this was one of the ones that I really loved as well, and it was kind uh-huh. of on my short list of pictures to talk about. So I agree with Emma's choice. Um, what I really like about it is the fact that on the right side of the image is all the people, on the left side is all the dead. <laughs> yes. I think that's a really interesting contrast. So the the image is, is bisected really down the middle by the uh, the concrete uh, bar behind. Um, I think that's fascinating. That sort of you could almost cut the picture in half and see two yeah. different pictures. Um, and agree, you know, it is a lovely snapshot of a you know a moment in time, and that there are things in it that are you wouldn't expect from a a picture that had been more thought about, the feet are cut off. yeah. And as uh, Emma mentioned, the angles are a bit wibbly-wobbly in some ways. But it's a striking pose. I really like it. Striking image, yeah.
0: I think the thing that I find um, particularly appealing about it is is the mood and hmm. the, the main protagonist, his absolute exhaustion. But then, am I right in saying that the chap on his left uh, is holding a phone to his ear. Yeah. And then the can imagine
1: he's really animated and probably quite loud. And I love that, the fact that it's sort of, he's so tired, he's sleeping through that. So you kind of get a sense of, well, it's evocative, isn't it? It tells you a story, but you hear it without having to hear it.
0: Exactly. And then the man on the extreme right is just looking out at, you know, looking for something interesting to look at. I think it's the kind of the boredom, the weariness, the kind mm. of the grind of life but it's what they do and it's how they survive but there's nothing sort of joyful uh probably in this element of their life and they're sort of looking forward to the end of the day when they go back to their families and but it's it's yeah. how they make a living
2: yeah i think butchery is
0: an interesting
1: category isn't it because we're particularly over maybe quite a few years we've we've seen a lot more butchery shots but They're generally a bit more posed or a bit more controlled or a bit more pristine in the environment because of the nature of what they're doing. But this is very rough and raw, literally raw, but it's just it's not sort of a glamorization of butchery. It's just this is this guy's day
0: job. Yes, indeed. Liz, tell us about your first choice. What have you thought of for us to talk about? Okay,
2: so the first picture I want to talk about is in the politics of food category, and it's called No Waste Fur Bow when you kill an animal you eat all of it and it's by Cola smart so i always think a big part about taking a good or interesting photo is the ability to see the moment we were just talking about that and that is to notice when or where there's an interesting image and to frame it and to lose what doesn't work to tell the story and add into the image exactly what will be the best composition and the most direct message. And I think that's exactly what uh, photographer Cooler Smart has done here. Um, The composition is very striking. We see the bright red fur bow sign. We see the tripe and the other offal hanging up in a row. And then we see the circular white discs of the bowls and the white spheres of the lamp. And we see the framing of the shiny metal. And then only after we've seen all that, we see the man's face glowering at us through two butcher's hooks. And I think the position of the face is terrific and so expressive. He's slightly looking up at us and we can see the bags under his eyes and he looks tired and even perhaps a little aggressive. And he's really well framed by the hooks, the metal bar across his forehead and the offal below. And in away it's almost you almost get the sense that he could be imprisoned behind these things he's kind of glaring out from behind it all there's a lovely textural contrast in the picture uh between the the sort of the, the gleaming hard metal and then there's the thick creamy white offal and there's a lot of offal there as uh cola mentions this in a description of the picture when you kill an animal you eat all of it And we can see the texture of both of the elements, the steel and the offal, and almost feel the rubberiness of the meat and the hard steeliness. Moving out from that central part of the picture, there's a glimpse of some of the ingredients at the back. I can make out some garlic on the shelf. I'm not really sure what the other ingredients are, but I don't think that matters. We don't necessarily need to know. I keep coming back to the face. It's so well positioned. In the frame, it's slightly to the right, slightly above the mid-level, slightly not centred between the hooks. And his eyes are certainly catching what's going on. And I I don't know if Cola was unnerved by this look, but I might have been. I don't know if I'd have had the nerve to actually buy any food from him. <laughs>
1: I, really like... I feel like this shot was immediately followed by a profuse apology of, sorry, 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 do you mind if I take that? <laughs>
2: I really like the contrasts between the spotless metal and the shiny, which is shiny and silvery grey and white, and the bowls are gleaming white. And there's very little colour, but when we see it, it pops out. So there's the blast of red from the sign, and there's a little bit of blue from the man's shirt, and then there's the yellow crate on the bottom right. And there's a really intriguing arc of white that goes around the right-hand side of the picture, topping... Starting at the top on the right and uh, falling down to there's a blast of white just above the man's head. And then the white light goes down the side of the offal, drops into the bowls and highlights the white circular thing at the front of the picture. I don't even know what that is, but it's really nice because it makes the white um, makes the white arc. Um, anyway I could go on for longer it's one of those pictures that's so intriguing and there's a lot to seeing it and it's also deceptively simple so well done to Kaula. I love it thank you
0: Liz and Emma tell me your thoughts
1: I like it um it's the kind of it's the kind of thing that just I I I used to be a food and travel writer, it's the kind of thing that makes me just hungry to travel again and to go somewhere to stumble past this stool. I think for me it ticks the box of being a real foodie image because I want to eat that, I want to try it. I bet it's bloody delicious. Um tripe is not traditionally the most beautiful of foods, but I do think in the way there is there is some prettiness to this. It's in the setup to Liz's point, it's in the light balance. It's it's the way it's catching in the sort of milky half light. It could be could be dusk. Could be early. Could be late. Not really sure. I think it might be nighttime. But I just it does it does the classically foody thing for me. Of I'm interested in it. I want to eat it, and I want to know more about it.
0: Yes, fascinating. I mean, for me, it's the interplay between the face and the tripe. Mm. I mean, personally, I loathe tripe, but that's not because I know <laughs> what it is. I just can't bear the texture. And I do feel that if you are going to eat meat, it is respectful to eat everything. Mm -hmm. Um, It seems very wasteful and cruel and disrespectful not to. But the word that you used, Liz, that really resonated in my mind was prison and the Mm -hmm. way that he's looking out and it as if his way of life is a prison. So it's that connection between this man who's got such a powerful face and that expression is extraordinary and he is intimidating, but he looks thoughtful, profound, perhaps unhappy, or maybe, you know, we're projecting so many thoughts onto him, but there's that tension between what you feel it there's You feel there's a lot going on behind those features.
2: Yeah. And then yeah.
0: what he does might appear to be humble. Um, there's a, there's a real tension there. And I find that very fascinating and it really draws me in. So my choice, and I, remember when this came up in the shortlisting process and I saw it and it caught my eye is it's from the MPB Award for Innovation by Joanna McLennan and it's called Quinces in a Cage and I love this picture. I do have a passion for quinces. I'm very lucky I have a quince tree in my garden which we inherited when we moved to our house and they are beautiful magical objects. I mean they're delicious but there's something... Very resonant uh, about them. I know that they are rather magical fruit in literature, but seeing them in a bird cage, this wonky blue bird cage, I just feel, I just find it exquisite, and it touches me. It's it's witty, but it's poignant. I mean, bird cages, again, isn't it amazing how thinking changes to have a bird in a cage, just to, you know, for your own personal. Amusement and pleasure now seem something cruel and not very politically correct. So there's, again, there's that kind of tension between the quints that I find very lovely, very evocative, and I think about the scent of them in the sort of the controversial bird cage on a plinth against this sort of crumpled linen background. And I feel there's a fairy story going on here, and I'm not quite sure what it is or where it's going, or whether there's a prince or a princess or a wicked stepmother, Who knows, but I love it. How about you, Emma and Liz?
2: I think it's fairy tale is exactly what I would have, how I would have described it. It is a bit weird because, you know, I don't quite understand why the quinces are in the cage, but it is very beautiful and the colours are lovely. I love that blue and I love the wonkiness of the cage. But I have to say, when I first saw it, when we were shortlisting it, I couldn't quite understand that they were quinces. I had a sort of fleeting thought went through my mind that they were hooded budges in the cage <laughs> but uh, no it's lovely it's very intriguing because i don't quite understand what's going on but it's very pretty and i love the um texture of the wooden plinth that uh, the cage is on and uh, you know that kind of unexplained shrouding of the little pillar pointy things on top so yeah interesting choice
0: emma how about you
2: yeah, I was same as Liz actually when I saw it, I thought
1: it was birds from, from the start and then it sort of confused me a bit and then I looked again and there's something there's it's very whimsical, isn't it? I do I do find it very charming in a way and it's that sort of it's that, you know, tumble down house from a fairy tale. It's it looks to me like upside down flowers or lilies or something on top. It took me a while to figure out what those were as well. It looks like a treehouse or something that should be in someone's back garden from childhood that they go back and revisit again and again year after year and remember how they used to play with it or something. I think, and I need to be careful because <laughs> I am going to about to really contradict myself in my next choice of photography. But for me, this one treads that very fine line between art and food, and I think for me this is this is sort of on the verge of art rather than food. But I still like it. It's pretty and the colours are, as you say, lovely. And it's nice to see a quince, very traditional fruit and not often featured, particularly raw. So nice to see it.
0: Thank you. Now, Emma, we go to your next choice. <laughs> so this next choice
1: is um, from the Claire Aho Award for Women Photographers. Um, so this is has always been one of my favourite categories. I think there's some exceptional entrants this year and some exceptional ones in the shortlist. Um, I didn't come to this one immediately, actually. This took me quite a few looks at it. And then the more I look at it, I'm such a sucker for things like that. I just I fell completely and utterly in love with it. it this for me is traipsing into the line of art for me. This looks, on first glance, it it, it travels the line between photography and um, painting. For me, it does look like a painting. There's something textural about it, the way the light's hitting things, the way the structure of the painting and the sort of the finish to it, it looks like it's been painted rather than photographed. So the image is of, uh, it's called Um, Sorry, it's called The Art of Being Willing to Cook Fresh Artichokes by Valentina Solfrini. So she's an Italian photographer and I had a little noodle around on her Instagram account and her her Instagram is very demonstrative of this kind of style. It's very beautiful. It's very dreamy. It's very put together and, and placed and but there's something incredibly romantic to me about this that i just really really fell in love with it's it's a, so it's a woman seated at a chair and you see the back of her her back and her neck and her hair coiled up in braids in some sort of coppery colored braids in a bun and then To the left you see her hands extended holding a a raw artichoke and there's a basket in front of her piled high with artichokes and then there's some spring onions scattered on the the surface of a worn oak table and then sort of inching into the gloom and it is very gloomy beyond this table and goes very dark and soft but... There's a, a brass vase filled with purple, purple and white flowers, so irises and looks like gerberas or daisies of some description. But it's all very moody and and sort of soft and elegant and a sort of a reputation a representation of a stylized moment in time. I guess would be a, a fair way of describing it, but. I just, I find it so rich and beautiful. And there's something again in this about the, the the light on it for me. It's the woman herself has beautiful kind of really, really pale ivory skin. And there there's a, a ray of light that's hitting from the left-hand side of the picture that's catching the edge of her hair, where it goes from brown to auburn and copper, and then goes down the side of her neck. And then all the way down her arm in this sort of, she's wearing a crushed linen top that could be could have been from last year could have been you know from the from the late 19th century but it's sort of left up to your imagination it feels sort of timeless in that way but I still find it quite contemporary looking at it and I it's the kind of thing that I would more than happily hang on my wall which for me makes it a a beautiful piece of food portraiture and also of art
0: thank
2: you Emma Liz It's an interesting picture, this, and for me it works as much as a painting as it does Mm. as a uh, food photograph, and that's what draws me into it, the kind of arty painting quality of it and the restricted uh, direction of the light and the few pops of light that we see, you know, on her neck, on her hands and on the flowers is where the main light is. And the, the back view of the head is intriguing and the way she's turning away It's a very interesting picture and I think it's very deceptive because this has taken a lot of thinking about, a lot of setting up, a lot of arranging. Um, But to have the whole image come across as something graceful and pretty and beautiful, that's, you know, a testament to the talent
0: of the photographer. So, yeah, really lovely painterly image. I agree. I think it's an incredibly confident photograph, I think it's very, uh, this is uh, an artist who really knows what they're doing and what they're trying to achieve. I think it's very bold to have the, the back of the woman, the back of her head, her shoulders, the backs of her arms. You know, it's not the conventional thing of let's see her face. I think they, they feel very sure of what they think, of what they're trying to convey. And the result is absolutely stunning. And I think Claire Aho would approve from everything that I've heard of her.
1: <laughs> yes, I hope so. I think so, too.
0: Liz, tell us your next choice. OK,
2: my next picture is in the Arasari's People category. It's called Girl in a Vineyard and it's by Thierry Godelier. Um, Thierry works for Burgundy Today, which is a magazine about, obviously, Burgundy Today, um and wow this is such a beautiful picture it seems like initially it seems like a simple portrait and in some ways it is as cherry says a girl in a vineyard but also gosh it's just so beautiful and for me there's a lot of subtle, subtle things happening here uh, firstly so one of the things we blew us away when we were judging this category Uh, is the wisp of hair that is blowing out from the girl's head, which directly relates in shape and colour to the huge root she's holding and makes this image really interesting. And it's again, it's a chance moment. And to have seen it and taken the frame is just commendable. It makes a striking picture. And the girl, the colour of her hair, the jumper, the jacket, the gloves, it's all very similar in colour there earthy colors, they're muddy colors. And she's got mud on her jacket and trousers. And you know that is a working outfit. We can see she's been out in the vineyard. Um, So there's a lot of contact with the soil that we're seeing. And there's soil on the root, of course. And then in the middle of all of this, there's her beautiful pale skin, her lovely face looking at us with her dark eyes and a very, very slight smile, almost as though She's holding a trophy, and I see something perhaps a little triumphant in her expression. Maybe the root is the trophy. Maybe there's a sense of accomplishment in having got it out. I don't know, but it's a lovely um, expression she's got on her face. A bit behind her, we see a really autumnal scene. It looks as though the leaves on the vines have turned and will soon be falling. There's a chill in the image and in the air. The sky is heavy and overcast it's got the feel of those days at the end of the year when you know the winter is coming the light is getting duller temperature is dropping and growth has stalled um it's an autumn autumnal palette in the picture so there's the stripe of gold across the center the gloomy sky and then below the leaves on the vines there's the little spots of green and at the bottom there's the soil the earth And I like the way she's in the centre of the image and framed by the two white posts that are unsharp in the background. And I really like the way the root is not actually contained within the frame. It's got tendrils going off at either side. And also, I particularly like the way Cherry has framed her head and shoulders against the sky. So it's just her head and shoulders, the wisp of hair and the wisp of the root, that are framed against the sky. And I think this adds a lot of drama to the composition. There's all sorts of interesting parts to this picture, and it's seems to me it's a very evocative image of working in a vineyard and the hard graft of growing vines, tending to them and being in touch with them through the whole year. So it's not just about, you know, the kind of glorious fulsome gorgeous ripe grapes it's also the chilly wintry days and the digging out gnarly old roots story which is you know probably a less glamorous side to winemaking but um this gorgeous lady looks as though she's completely in charge of what she's doing and what's going on I think the picture is lovely her face is lovely it's such a direct and seemingly simple image I love it
0: thank you Liz That was fascinating. I see so much more in it than I did initially, I will confess. Emma, how about you?
1: Yeah, I think my favourite thing is the directness of her gaze. It's lovely and confronting and affronting in a way because she, you're right, she does look like we just interrupted her doing very important work. But I, yeah, the the mirroring of the tendrils of the root in her hair is a lovely thing. And I love the way this picture is proportioned. So the thirds, so the nice, the brown at the bottom, the gold of the vines and then that really gorgeous, moody, grey sky in the background as, as sort of your guiding lines that she's standing so confidently in front of. So yeah, I think it's a very confident capture and I, I I would agree with Liz's comments around it being a moment of this is what it's like to work in this business and I like
0: that. Great. So my second choice is Food in the Field by Ulf Svanen and it's called Velbastadir in the Faroe Islands. And I love this picture because I love the movement in it. I love the sheep looking like they're almost escaping from the frame. And this woman in her her wonderful uh, jumper she uh, she's wearing these very fashionable jumpers, which um, people became really crazed about from one of the um, the Scandi Noir series. I can't remember which detective it was wore wore these wonderful um, knitted jumpers. But there she is. But it's cold. It's windy. There is brightness. You can see the sun on the grass and the light on the back of the sheep. But you know they're escaping her. It's tough. You know this. I love this because it's about the reality of farming. There's so much um, romanticising about farming, about food production, that it's glamorous, that it's all celebrity chefs and you know, celebrity actresses with their farms in the Cotswolds. No, it's not. It's sheer hard graft, 365 days a year, uh, whatever the weather, whatever nature throws at you. And I loved this. I really loved it. I love that stone that's poking out rather sort of uh, almost sort of um, menacingly out of uh, the ground and the skyscape. And this woman with her hands trying to capture the sheep but they're eluding her and there's something very profound i think about how man women nature animals and us are all connected um in this sort of um complex circle of the creation of food those are my thoughts
1: think the nicest thing for me is they've done an absolutely brilliant job of managing to capture a coherent scene actually because lo- there's a lot in focus in this shot that probably shouldn't be because it's very there's a lot of movement happening but it's the central it's the central two little gingery sheep for me that just really the expressions on their face the in motion whipping of their of their wool I think it's and the slight start of panic from the woman as she's leaning to try and grab them I think it's just a really charming shot and it's just I love a shot that you can feel the motion in and you can definitely feel as though this is the start of the stampede
2: Yes I love it I think it's very funny I love the fact that Mr Big Black Sheep on the right is actually his front two legs are off the ground he's in such a hurry to get out I quite like the fact that the front of his face is out of shot as well it kind of emphasises the fact he's getting the hell out of here And the the sort of chaos around her trying to hold them, and the two uh, golden ones in the middle are sort of set to follow Mr. Black, and then the little one at the back, not quite knowing which way he's going to go. So it's great. Yeah, it's really, and and the sort of slightly awkward shape the lady's making. You don't, you know, she doesn't quite know which hand to put down, how to to control them. Um, But actually, also, there's just one thing that's, um, interesting too is because they're a sheep obviously and she's dressed in a lot of wool so i think that's quite an interesting thing just to think about maybe they're thinking no no we want to get out because she's going to take our wool i don't know i'm just kind of you know making this up but yeah lovely shot lots of ha- lots of things happening and i love the black
0: boy escaping on the right it's great i think we've just got time to squeak in two more Ooh. pictures if we're speedy, which I know for the three of us is quite hard. Emma, do you want to um, sneak in your third pick?
1: I will. I should be very brief here. Honourable mention, I too plumbed the depths of the Erasuerus category this year and fell in love with this one from the produce uh, selections. So this is um a photograph or called press by Seth Teeters so another wedding photographer i discovered so he uh, in contrast to our earlier one is a, an american wedding photographer so he operates out of indiana in in the states and his his three things that he Captures are wine, whiskey, and weddings, which I just thought was bloody lovely. Actually, what a nice, what a nice line of work to be in. Excuse me, my cat has just decided to join us and is sitting on uh, sitting on me. So let me just move him. I loved this shot because I think of all the shots that we've talked about today, this one does foodie for me. I think it's really sexy. It's very simple. It's it's a camera pressed up against the side of a wine press as the grapes are being squeezed through, and then there's the the drip 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 into a bubbling foaming vat of of wine essentially the start of the nascent form of wine as it just begins its process into fermentation and it's glossy and it's shiny and it's red and it's creamy looking and it's frothy, and it just it's i find it a really seductive visceral foodie shot and that's why i love
2: it
0: liz how do you respond to this one i'm not a great fan of all
2: the uh, wine making shots we see because it's they're very hard to capture uh something that's fairly industrial and make it interesting but this does that you know it is gloriously gooey and mucky and bubbly and red and pretty so yeah i agree with uh emma um it just makes me think of that line from keats with uh, beaded bubbles winking at the brim i know oh, it's, in embalmed darkness it's not oh, exactly like a from the warm south. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's not exactly the beaded bubbles that he was talking about, but yeah, it makes me think of that. Um, and the color is just gorgeous.
0: The richness of the color is yeah, it's a great shot. It is a very sensual yeah. shot. I agree. Now, Liz, let us just squeeze in one last photo. Okay, I'm going to talk about um, a picture from the bring home the
2: harvest category. It's called Dream Flies in the Paddy Field, and it's by Subrata Day. Oh, God, this is such an arresting image and such a uh, striking composition. And again, a a really clever capture of a brief moment in time. I was initially grabbed by the brilliant colour of this picture and the fluttery details of the green parakeets, but I also love its abstract quality, the stripes of colour going across it from top to bottom, and the contrast between the greens and the very other... They're very muted other colours, so it's all the limited palette. I'm fascinated with the trajectory of the birds. They're all flying in the same direction, going left to right. And there's a lot of birds. They're like a huge, fluttery, moving green cloud. And then underneath the birds, there's these fat, compressed bales of harvested rice, huge bales, busting their ties that they're held together with. And we can see that the men carrying the bales are walking in the opposite direction to the way the birds are flying. So in real life, seeing this image in motion, there must have been uh, such an added interest of the two directions, the movement in two directions happening at the same time. Um, and even though it's a still shot, there's still a sense of that movement captured here. But it's the horizontal stripes of colour and interest um, that are really fascinating and the, the different textures. So you've got the, the plump, fluttery bodies of the birds. You've got this huge fat bales of harvested rice. And then you've got the rest of the paddy field at the bottom with just the grassiness shown with the different colours in between the yellows and the darker shades that that make up the texture of the grass. And I particularly like the fact that the foreground is unsharp. So we know where we're looking. We're looking at the birds. That's where the focus is. Yeah, I'll stop there. I could go on for ages. But yeah, it's great shot.
0: Thank you, Liz. Emma?
1: Yeah, it's one of those ones for me that you look at twice. I think the first time I saw it, I I just, you know, when your brain thinks things immediately or draws conclusions, I just thought swarm. And I didn't automatically think it was birds. It took me a second look. I thought it might be insects or or something, something slightly less dreamy and romantic. But um, I think on second look, it's when I, I thought the... Bulging hay bales, maybe people carrying that in the, in the foreground as well. So it was lovely to look at it again and see something completely different on a second view. And I, I think the colours are what makes it. Um, to Liz's point, it's that zingy sort of sherbetty lemon and lime, and the green of the grass. I think it's um, exceptionally interesting and very well done.
0: I completely agree. I have to say, there's, there's like echoes of would it be Constable and the haywayne. You feel that some of the <laughs> yeah. the farming techniques really haven't progress very much in wherever this is taken in the last couple of centuries or more Um, there's something quite touching about that and the extraordinary number of birds in the sky which would be both beautiful and perhaps slightly intimidating as well i think it's a wonderful picture thank you both my goodness i know we could talk for hours but we can't it has been so exciting and rewarding and enlightening to talk through these images with you and we are going to regroup in a few weeks time to discuss some of our winners yeah very exciting lovely thank you so much and i know that the words that you have said about these images will mean so much to those who've been shortlisted thank you thank you it's a pleasure it's always a pleasure
2: see you soon you're listening to bread and butter with caroline kenyon To find out more about Food FM and our content, go to foodfmradio.com.